calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Welcome to another episode of Awkward Sex in the City. I'm here with my fellow tour member, Jen Keith. You can catch her on season six of Orange New Black, possibly season seven and Manifest. And if you Google her YouTube, she is the face of Craft Ranch. Um, she's one of my favorite people. I'm so excited to have her in the studio. We talk, we talk about a lot of things. We talk about exes, um, love, uh, love making, uh, porn. A guy named Jimmy. You'll find out that story's top 40. Turns out me and Jen really love top 40. And so much more, guys. I think you're going to love it. You can catch us, actually, if you want to see us soon. February 14th, we'll be in Philadelphia at Punchline Philly. February 15th, I'll be in New York City at the Pleasure Chest for Awkward Sex and City Valentine's Day show. And then we will be back in D.C., Saturday, February 16th at the Black Cat for also our Awkward Sex in the City Valentine's Day special. These are my favorite shows of the year. Valentine's Day brings out the best um, in everyone in a lot of different ways that you don't realize. So come see a show, grab a drink, bring anyone you want. It's going to be a blast and I hope you guys enjoy the episode. And I'm getting so nervous. (laughs) I know. The scenes in the back of a yellow school bus never—they're—it's never good. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is. Well, wait. What are your thoughts on Miley Cyrus? I don't know yes. how you feel about her. Yes, I'm glad you're asking. <laughs> um, so no, I always think anyone that does not like men, mm-hmm. well, uh, straight men, um, is doing it right. Mm-hmm. Like you mm-hmm. figured it out real quick. Like no, yeah. no, I don't need this. Yeah. You you started this a couple minutes ago. Are you comfortable talking about sex? And here I am still talking about relationships. I'm trying to think of like a good gritty sex story. <laughs> okay, I'll ask you. Okay, I'll, I'll, this is kind of general. Okay, so I used to work, my first job in the city, I worked at Gregory's Coffee. Oh, shut up. Yeah. Okay. And there was a dude um, from Guatemala that uh, had a little, little crushy crush on me um but he he didn't really speak english mm-hmm. um he just got here 
the States and his English was not very good and I can't speak Spanish. So uh, I had definitely told people like, can you relay to him? Like, no, I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gay, blah, blah, blah. And um, three months later, it's kind of all came to a head. We are, um, Hurricane Sandy had happened. Mm-hmm. And Gregory of Gregory's Coffee, the guy with the little glasses on the cup, I mean, which I just think is this. Is that what he really looks Jericho. like? Yeah. He, I mean, he's, he's, in, he's pretty egotistical. Wow. Yeah. Like the logo is his face. I just assumed it was like a dude. Like yeah. that was just like, oh, like that's a logo we made. Oh, that looks cool. Nope. His name's Gregory. Wow. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, he, because we couldn't work during Hurricane Sandy and we weren't making money, mm-hmm. they didn't give us any wages, uh, which sucked. And the restitution was Gregory of Gregory's Coffee renting a yellow school bus and I taking us <laughs> and taking us to medieval times in New Jersey. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Like no, just pay me. Like, why yeah. would you just not pay us? Yeah. Okay. So you went. Yeah. To med- okay. Mm. So it's medieval times night, and what should I call this guy that liked me? Um, <laughs> uh, let's let's call him Jimmy. Okay. Similar to his real name, but not. Jimmy um, decided that this was going to be our date night. It was clear from the second I got there. Oh he sat next to me, like he would take my coat, like very respectful, like very, um, very what's chivalry, mm-hmm. hot mm-hmm. take. I don't mind chivalry. Same. <laughs> I don't mind someone opening the door for me, yeah. but also like paying me the same amount of money as a yeah, dude. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he is like taking my coat. He sits. He sits next to me on the yellow school bus. He sits next to me during the fuckery that is a medieval time show like if i go to the bathroom he comes and waits outside um yeah he's oh getting me God. drinks blah blah blah. he's you know cozying up and i'm like thinking in my head what the fuck like i've i've communicated that no i i, I don't i'm not interested I'm not yeah be friends um but that's the way toxic masculinity works so um, we are on the bus on the way home now, and <laughs> I'm getting so nervous. I know the scenes in the back of a yellow school bus never they're it's never good. Yeah, no, this is this is very PG as I typically am on stage. Um, the whole bus is like looking at us. Jimmy's making eyes at me, and everyone on the bus starts chanting "beso, beso, beso," and it, I didn't. Uh, at the time, know what that meant. I know what that means now, but I asked my coworker, Stephanie, who uh, speaks both English and Spanish, I'm like, what the hell is everyone saying right now? She said, oh, they're, they're, they're saying kiss. Oh and God. like everyone's looking at us, like laughing their asses off, drunk as hell. Jimmy's looking at me, he's going in for it. I'm like, no, Stephanie, get over here. Like, tell him, I, no, I'm gay. I, did I have a girlfriend at this time? I don't know, didn't matter. Not mm-hmm, interested. Mm-hmm. And then... He said, oh, and there was a moment of recognition. It was like he didn't get the message before, but now he got it. Mm-hmm. And he looked like a little uh, dejected, but it was it was it was fine. But it's just so embarrassing. Like this whole bus 
is looking at him, looking at us. I mean, it was, it was so juvenile and, and uh, uncomfortable thinking about it now. Like, we're literally in a yellow school bus. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, okay. So that happened. For the ensuing months, uh, let's say I stopped working there in December. Every once in a while, he'd like leave me a voicemail saying that he loved me. <gasps> Damn. But I mean, like, late, not like he was clearly just drunk. Like, he he doesn't really love me. Like, it it was harmless. No, 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 no. He didn't still love you. No, no, no. no, no. We barely knew each other. Um, (laughs) I mean, I would get like purposely drunk so then I could like text (laughs) some dude and be like, I can't wait to live the rest of my life with you because that's when I felt the safest to say it. But I definitely meant it. Okay. I want to go back to that when I wrap this up because I don't drink. That is an interesting idea. Getting drinking because you know you'll be brave to say something you wouldn't otherwise Mm -hmm. usually it's like by accident something happened but you're saying you okay that's very interesting i would say i'm looking at you (laughs) because i know you drink too i would say 85 percent of people will use alcohol as an excuse to say how they're really feeling because if it goes badly they get to be like oh i was just like so drunk (laughs) but yeah no i would say like that's it's not a weird thing for people to do that like a lot of times Mm especially college. It was like, Uh, because we were not taught how to accurately um, communicate mm -hmm. that that's how a lot of people did it. Myself included. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I would also pretend I was drunk too, to be like, Oh my God, I'm so drunk right now. Yeah. 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 Or like pretend to butt dial when I did not butt (laughs) dial. Like Mm -hmm. shit like that. Mm -hmm. I'm also like very awkward and weird too. So Mm -hmm. I mean, same. I'll make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, thank you for your, Give me some insight. Um, so Jimmy leaving these voicemails. I mean, this is back in 2013. So fast forward to uh, what year is it? 2019. So six six years later, uh, probably two months ago, I was walking by a construction site, and there's men yelling at me. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm not paying attention because <laughs> that happens all the time. Yeah. Um, but today they were really, really relentless and targeting me. And I take out my earbuds to look and be like, what the fuck? And I turn around and it's Jimmy in a construction hat, like working at this construction site. And he comes outside the, he's so happy to see me. Um, And I like give him a hug. Uh, He takes a selfie with us and, you know, we're talking a little bit. He's much better at English now. Um, but he works in construction, which I was so happy to hear. He's out of Gregory's. <laughs> um, and he wanted my number. I'm like, okay, he he definitely remembers the bus. Like, how can he know? Ambiguity is very scarring. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I gave him my number, and he um he texted me right away, um, asking if I want to hang out. And I said, you know, no, I'm going to a birthday party for my girlfriend. Here's a photo of us together. <laughs> and I picked a photo like super cuddly, like clearly no ambiguity. And um, he, you know, he he said something. There are certainly some things lost in translation, but he said something to the effect of um, she doesn't look like the jealous type was was the sentence. 
are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah. And I said, um, no, you should meet her. She's great. Blah, 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 blah. Like, we'll meet up sometime. Uh-huh. And then he interpreted that as a proposition. Oh, God. And for, for a threesome and said something about that. And then I said, Jimmy, no, I am gay. We are just friends. Absolutely not. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. And he replied and said, okay, just wanted to check. You didn't like both sexes. I remember the bus. He said, I remember the bus. He said, I remember the bus. Well, obviously you didn't fucking remember the bus, Mm -hmm. Jimmy, Mm -hmm. because this wouldn't be happening. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, so I saw him recently. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 as a woman that is not straight, like I'm the greatest threat to men because I'm, I'm saying I don't need you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And they, they're like, oh, well you haven't, you haven't had it the right way or yeah. (laughs) No, I mean, legit sex didn't get good. Um, until I was 25, Mm -hmm. 26. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I always think anyone that does not like men, mm-hmm. well, sh- uh, straight men, um, is doing it right. Mm-hmm. Like you mm-hmm. figured it out real quick. Like, no, yeah. no, I don't need this. Yeah. Um, has that happened a lot? Like that you had to be like, no dude, like I'm gay. Like I'm not into this. No. Cause you do have a very, um, <laughs> have a very approachable, like yes. personality and yes. you're very easy to talk to you about like from top 40 to like Patriots, <laughs> you know, like it's very easy to talk to you. And I think I've had to come out twice as not straight and as a Patriots fan. So we, we, sh- we, sh- we shouldn't talk about that. I wanted you guys to lose so badly. I, I know. Um, I get it. Just cause I'm so sick of Tom Brady, honestly. I otherwise, it. otherwise I wouldn't care about it. Um, do you remember? Your first crush? Probably later in life. And that's should have been a sign to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I remember going from fourth grade to fifth grade in my town. You went to a new school, a new building. Okay. For middle school. It was five through eight for some reason. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I remember it was like a switch when you got there. Everyone was like, who do you have a crush on? Who do you have a crush on? It gets very social very quickly. Mm-hmm. It, it, and it was like it wasn't there in June. And, <laughs> and then, here it is in September. Yes. And I didn't naturally have those feelings about anyone. So I just, I, I picked someone. Um, and he was he was kind of nerdy. You know, he he did the, the spiky hair. Ooh. Yeah, he was in my, my Latin class. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm swooning. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just selected someone who was visually appealing mm-hmm. and, and like check the boxes. That yeah, you and check the box. Yeah, we're not like a huge heartthrob because I was like, I wouldn't. That wouldn't be realistic. Mm-hmm. You know, like a like a definite geek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. And then, I mean, I really didn't figure out who I was. Sexuality wise until college. Yeah. And I think that's so fair. I think I'm very sick of, um, and I don't think like our generation will do it to kids, but I don't like how past generations were like, these are the boxes that 
it's like when she f- picks this box, it's the only box yeah. you get to pick, and yeah. like it defines your future. Yeah, I just don't think that's how it is, and I think we're all seeing evidence that it's not how it is. Like, yeah, and that there's also no rush to figure it out. Yeah, like yeah. I think that's another thing too, because yeah. I I don't know if it's like an American thing just to be like we should all be paired off, whether yes. it is heterosexually or gay or lesbian or what have you. Yeah, it's like. Something that always intrigued me was so much art, culture, if you will, mm-hmm. books, music, movies. It's all about love mm-hmm. and sex and mm-hmm. relationships. And when I, I I remember in particular watching um, Slumdog Millionaire. <laughs> I never saw it. I really? only saw the scene where he jumps into spoiler alert where he jumps into the um public restroom. Oh my gosh, you you need to watch it. I like I know the gist. He's like on a game show, right? He's like on their it's a version. Beautiful movie. I will watch it. I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. I will watch it. Yeah, definitely. Please watch it. Okay. And, and text me. Um, but it's it has a very dramatic and, and beautiful love story. Um and I remember walking out of the theater like, I want a dev, like a dev Patel. Mm-hmm. But I literally can't imagine that. I don't know what that looks like. I can't imagine my life with a man forever. And I never, I mean, I grew up Catholic, so mm-hmm. that's a whole freaking thing. Yeah. Um, so I never made the leap to, oh, you probably um, are gay or not, yeah, not straight. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, growing up, I, I the idea of love and finding your soulmate was very intriguing and mystifying because I couldn't picture it for myself. Mm-hmm. Well, to even go back to, like, Catholicism, the way <laughs> I will never forget in eighth grade, this was, like, our sex ed talk. And mm-hmm. this is the... <laughs> It we were it was uh my eighth grade class like graduating class was mm-hmm. fourteen kids mm-hmm. two boys twelve girls mm-hmm. it was a nightmare, um, sister we call her sister Julia, sister Julia was talking about dating because we all all twelve of us were either in love with boy number one or boy number two or mm-hmm. both and it was a clusterfuck, <laughs> and so she was just kind of like look you guys are getting to the dating age and the only reason that you date is for marriage. Yeah. And you can't tell a 12 year old or 13 year old that they're, they're just going to explode. Like they're like, no, I don't want to fucking date. I don't want to marry someone now. And yeah, but that like you're taught that there's only one person and that you have to wait until you're married. And mm-hmm. it's just such this like unifying like thing. And it, mm-hmm. you're not complete until mm-hmm. you find that yeah. even within religion, let alone everywhere else. Like mm-hmm. we hear that from. Mm-hmm. And so I can't, Oh fuck! Where was I going with this? Um, so, like the idea of finding love when you're a kid seems weird. When you're kids, and then I guess uh, I lost where I was going with it. But um, to go off of that, do you believe in soulmates? I think at one point, I hate that word because it's very strikes me as very Christiany. <laughs> yeah, um, I never thought of that, but yeah. Yeah, I think at one point I did, but now um, I think there, I think there could be more than one person. 
Well, I do too. I don't believe in soulmates. Yeah. I think it's, um, I think multiple choices or different choices in your life lead you to different things. Mm -hmm. Um, which means it leads you to different people. Yeah. Uh, I think the idea of just one person out there is such bullshit that I mm-hmm. hate being taught. And mm-hmm. I really do think it's actually changing, like, what's being taught to uh, the Generation Z. Z. Gen Z. They have a lot of sh- uh, cool shit going on. Um, How's your girl? How's Melissa? She is good. What's going on with us? Um... We're we're cohabitating. We've been cohabitating for a couple months. Is this the first time you've lived with someone before? No, it's not. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure. Okay. Um, the first person I cohabitated with was a girlfriend from college. Mm-hmm. And we moved in together right after we graduated college. And she was the one that turned out to be like, LOL, um I wanna be a nun. I wanna be a missionary. Oh, missionary. <laughs> so we had a studio together for oh, a little bit. Shit. Yeah. Oh, uh prophecy just for living in a studio with anyone. Like I just feel like I couldn't. Well, what was interesting is because she left um gosh, three or four eh, four months into the lease. And like this is my first apartment in New York City. I'm scared of landlords and brokers I don't know how anything works like today I would break the lease get a new place but at that time I didn't want to break the lease I didn't Mm -hmm. want to figure all that out Mm -hmm. so I lived with three different people oh my god like a college dorm room like twin bed twin bed oh my god (laughs) for the rest of the eight months did you know them like Um, one of them I did one I didn't I will tell you all about the one I didn't um but the freaking kicker is the girlfriend that left me. So she leaves after four months. At the end of the lease, she emails me. There's been no contact. And she's, it's a very formal email. And it's like, um, per our lease contract of November 2012, I expect my half of the <gasps> security deposit. It's like, bitch, please. I couldn't believe that. I really couldn't. Like you, le- like you. She left you to figure it out and pay for it. Like yeah, yeah. No, that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Is she still a missionary? No, she never became a missionary. I mean, she's living an extremely different life now. She's married to a man. Uh-huh. Um, they're very like Hillsong Christiany. Ooh. Are you familiar? Yeah. yeah. Um, not my not my vibe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we have not had contact. Wow. Um, other than an email she sent me at like six in the morning one time. <laughs> Don't know what was going on there. Um Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think she was trying to say something there. Oh, she was. She was. So I I wrote an essay. God, this is so like I just graduated undergrad and <laughs> I majored in English and like I'm gonna be a creative nonfiction essayist. Like we all did that. We all yeah. wanted that. <laughs> yeah, we all tried to be Lena Dunham mm-hmm. for a couple months. Turns um, out you have to have parents out of money to do that. <laughs> yeah. If you're or, a millennial. Yeah, and not just money, but like New York, Manhattan, art scene money. Oh, yeah. God bless Lena. I mean, she's going through it. Uh I hope she comes out the other side. I do too. <laughs> I read that last what was it, New Yorker? Her profile in the New Yorker. Yeah. 
that one was really rough to read because yeah. it was like I had so much hope for her and what uh, she could potentially do mm-hmm. for just like the female gaze and like yeah. females. And it did regress um, in a lot of ways or she regressed in a lot of ways that I wasn't expecting. But at the same time, shouldn't I have expected that when she comes from such a different world mm-hmm. and just doesn't understand? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I used to like argue for her. Like forever in like drunk bar arguments with like all <laughs> yeah, because the body positive. I've been on these uh, text threads with you, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we'll see. Wait. She is going through it. Yeah. Well, I I bring her up because I um submitted to Modern Love, the oh. New York Times. Yeah. Gosh. So it's very embarrassing <laughs> now. Um, no, it's not. I <laughs> love no, Modern Love. No, it is. Um. And you know, I give them respect because they must get so many submissions and they replied to me. It was mm-hmm. literally like three or four months after I submitted, but they replied and, and said no. Um, but I wrote a Modern Love article about that experience, about um, my girlfriend leaving me to become a Christian missionary. And uh, the one friend from college that keeps in touch with her, again, she's living a very different life, um, showed her the article and um she you know the article ends with a very dramatic ending where it's open-ended something to the effect of like it's a metaphor to the effect of you know I'll I'll always love you I'll always welcome you back mm-hmm. and she replied uh to that question in an email um and this is the 6 a.m. email? Yeah. Yeah. And she's okay. like, did you mean that? It was like one <gasps> sentence. Yeah. <laughs> My heart stopped. Holy um, shit. She yeah. wanted to get back together. Yeah, she did. And and I replied saying, you know, this truly, I'm, I'm very surprised you brought this up over a single sentence email. Um, mm-hmm. If you ever want to meet up in New York, if you're here. Let me know. I can't. I can't entertain to talk about this over email. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and and then she replied with a very different tone, and it was basically like I wanted to um, clear up some uh, semantics about how you described my spirituality. It was like a total one eighty, and I didn't. I didn't reply to that. Wow. Yeah. Well, she's probably butthurt. She probably wanted a yes, like come back, and then <laughs> yeah, when you very didn't- possible. Give her the exact, and this is just me assuming, obviously. Yeah. But wow. Yeah, we'll never know. Well, I mean, given the time that she sent the email, maybe she was like up late or drinking mm-hmm. and, and didn't really mean what she said. But um, yeah. No, I totally think she meant it. I think she freaked out by the reality of it when you were like, well, let's talk about this. <laughs> yeah. And I think yeah. that probably stopped her. Yeah. Would you say she's the only person that's like broken your heart? Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I'm the same way. I only have like one mm-hmm. person that's like broken it. And mm-hmm. I think like it took over a year to really oh, like God, be yeah. okay again. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, it was this. <laughs> you'll like this because we talk about bodies. So, um, gosh, a year. I'm trying to think. So about two years, we'll say a year and a half, um, a year and a half after this breakup happened, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I had been on a couple dates in between that time. Um, 
But about a year and a half uh, later, well, sorry, let me backtrack. Um, my period went away after she broke up with me. <gasps> Shit, because you were so stressed. It just disappeared. Um, but a year and a half later, uh, I went on a really fun, was it the message? I had messaged someone on OkCupid and many weeks later they replied. And that turned into like a six month dating relationship that was fun and fine. Yeah. Um, but the very day that that person replied to my OkCupid message, and I was feeling like good about life, blah, blah, blah. I got my period back. Like literally the first day that we messaged. Also, it's so funny to talk about OkCupid now. Like where is OkCupid? I know. Well, <laughs> no one uses it anymore. No one uses it anymore. It's mad old. Fucking Tinder. Yeah, Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, Hinge even. Yeah. yeah. I got into Hinge. I was not, I never did Tinder because back in the day it had a reput- um, reputation, buzzword for us. Ooh. 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 <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. I haven't read it yet. Oh, my God. What? Oh, the, the, the slideshow. But I would talk to the 12 year old about this all the time. Okay. So, reputation, guys. There's online. I feel like I don't know if we should talk about this on air or not. How can we talk about this on air? Mm. Let's just say, you know, there. Taylor Swift made an album <laughs> called Reputation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's there's some gender queer pronouns in it. Yeah. Well, let, objectively. Yeah. Um, and at the time of recording the album, she was very close to a woman named Carly Kloss. Mm-hmm. And that's all we'll say. Yeah. There's some speculation <laughs> yeah. from Pierce. Yeah. Uh, I, I I would love, you know, I would dream of having Taylor on the team. Yeah. Um, and I, I welcome you with open arms, Taylor. <laughs> I, I love that Kayla right now is just laughing so hard because we can't, we can't, we don't want to be, we don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess we could say it. It's like, there is a possibility that she might be like bisexual or gay. This um, is us just overanalyzing the lyrics. Yeah. Yep. This is don't just ever our out theory. Anyone. Yes. This is just us. This is just me being excited Mm-hmm. and overjoyed about this possibility. Yeah, and yeah. that's what's so scary, I think, as anyone that big, is that what you do and say does have so much weight. Yeah. And I don't even know if I could ever handle something like that. Yeah. Me and Anita always talk about, we want if we ever get famous, we want to be like Kristen Schaal famous. Like, you know her face, but so like, that's I'm it. So I'm like a Luddite. Is that the right word? No, that's not the... Edit that out. <laughs> That's not the right word. I am. Who's someone? Luddite is someone that doesn't know technology. That's not what I am. What is? I don't know culture sometimes, <laughs> and I don't know who Kristen Shaw is. Oh, um, uh, you do know her. She does the voice on Bosburgers. Oh, she talks like this. Yes, like, yeah, yeah, you yeah, totally yeah. know okay, her. Okay, but yeah, exactly, yeah. you know her, but you forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. that's yeah. like what we, we're always like, that's what we want. We want mm. to know we're making money off of what we love, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we still can, like, live. Like, we can still, like, be oh my gosh, yeah. in New York and not yeah. have to deal with that. That's beautiful. That room. I have a celebrity peeing counter. Ooh. Literally my first week in New York. Um, I had a friend from college that uh, interned for Seth Meyers or worked for Seth Meyers when he was the head writer at SNL. Mm-hmm. Um, first week. And... And she called me on a Thursday or Friday night and she said, 
are you around Saturday night? And I said, yeah, what do you want to do? And she said, do you like Mumford and Sons? Oh, <laughs> shit. And I was like, um, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm not their biggest fan, but yeah, t- t- I mean, this was at peak Mumford and Sons. <laughs> so like, <laughs> what is that, like 2011? Yeah. When everyone's trying to be Mumford and Sons, Lumineers, everyone. Mm-hmm. All those white boys. So um, I said, yeah, I'm not, uh, you know, I like them, not their biggest fan. She said, well, would you like to see them live on Saturday Night Live on tomorrow night? I was like, oh my God. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. So um, me and the uh, Christian X rolled into um, 30 Rock uh-huh. and were like swept swept by a line of people waiting behind a rope, like VIP treatment. We're, we're the first ones into the studio, first ones seated. Um, so I went to the bathroom and I peed and then I was washing my hands next to Miley Cyrus. <gasps> Stop yeah, it. and today I would, hmm. I like to think that today I would also do nothing, but <laughs> at the time I was just like totally speechless and. Didn't say a word. Um, today, now that I give less fucks, I might like say something to her. What would you say? <sighs> well, wait, what are your thoughts on Miley Cyrus? I don't know yes. how you feel about her. Yes, I'm glad you're asking. <laughs> I really. <laughs> so I no one you're... knows. I kind of have a PhD in top 40. I love this about you, and I did not know this about you because I fucking love Top 40. Oh, yeah. Like, my Spotify most played for two years uh-huh, uh-huh. is Justin Bieber's Purpose album. You know? Two years. It was a good album. Yeah. It was good. My And then this year, my most played was embarrassing. Like, most played artist, Dua Lipa. No, no, she's fucking amazing. She is amazing. I love her. Yeah. I love her. Yep. Yeah, you take that back. Dua Lipa, Rihanna, bless. Mm. Um, Justin again. I I mean, I I have more than a PhD in Justin Bieber. I <laughs> know way too much. Um, I forget the fourth person. Um, okay, so Miley Cyrus. I want her. I was really I did not like um the Dead Pets album. Um, Remind I, me what was like the major single on that. Was there, that Wrecking Ball? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no one knows Dead Pets. Oh, okay. There is literally a song called Pablo the Blowfish. Oh, okay. That is about her pet blowfish is passing. It goes like Pablo the Blowfish. Like that's literally the song. Wow, that is um, her uh, number nine. That's very experimental there. <laughs> that whole album, she cries in the track. I actually don't hate that song, which is fucked up. But there's, <laughs> there's one other song in that album I like called Lighter that's really beautiful. I'll make you listen to it when we're done. Yeah, please do. Um, And then the album before that, Bangers, there were a couple tracks on there. I love We Can't Stop. Oh my God, yeah, I play that on any party playlist. But largely, I didn't like her getting into super electronic, super produced because she has such a nice country pop timber. And she strayed from that. And now she's going back to it, like with Malibu. I do like Malibu. I love Malibu. I get annoyed. And I don't know if I should be annoyed or not. But Mm -hmm. like, you know, she got away from she did her like. 
a little bit of cultural appropriation with yes. our like I mean the Robin Thick. Yeah. Age. And then the moment she came and so she got a lot of shit for that. Um as you know, I think it's a f- very fair to be like, "Hey, maybe this is, you know, things that could be wrong." Um just to be, you know, better about it. Mm-hmm. Granted, Robin Thick should have also gotten the same type of shit. Mm-hmm. Then she goes back to her quote unquote her roots and does a song like Malibu, which is very pretty and I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she gets shit for that. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, well, she finally learned and now she's doing this. And it's like, isn't that what you wanted her to do? Like you wanted, I don't know. I get I get very annoyed that we all, and I'm, I'm bad about this too, we all have so many opinions and they're always <laughs> negative opinions about mm-hmm. things like that. And mm-hmm. I don't think it's fair. I think it's like, let people like breathe a little bit. Oh my bit. God, yeah, yeah. But yeah. So you would have definitely... I would I would have um I would have said I said something to like again PhD in top 40 just remember that um related to that PhD I have another PhD in every time you say PhD I keep saying pretty huge dick in top 40 which I think is better yeah I have that too um so I have a pretty huge dick also in the British x factor Oh, which okay. I don't think even airs anymore, but the singing competition. Mm-hmm. So there, what I always follow the artists that come out of that and mm-hmm. are on the show. Um, one of the most notable ones, her name is Ella Henderson, and she had one single that got some play in the U.S. called "Ghost." I keep going to the river. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I really liked her. Oh my gosh, I was obsessed with her, and. She, the first year that Seth Meyers had his talk show, she was going to be a guest. Uh-huh. And this is before anyone was paying attention to the talk show. It had only been going on a couple months mm-hmm. or a couple weeks, literally. So I got tickets very easily to Seth Meyers and when she was performing. Mm-hmm. So I went and watched. Uh, me and my friend Amelia saw the performance. She like blew the roof off the place. She was so good. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on with her and why um, it's taken so long to get another album and she hasn't really promoted in the u.s but anyway uh so we we leave 30 rock we exit 30 rock rather and i'm like you know what i bet she's gonna exit where the snl people exit so we went and hung out there no one else cares about this person no one knows who ella henderson is and sure enough she walks right out and her manager like sees me like freaking out and (laughs) gently like directs her towards me and i (laughs) I literally grab her hand or arm or something, and I'm like, what you do is so special. <laughs> oh, my God. And she's, I mean, mind you, she's probably 17. I didn't so, she so, so young. Yeah, yeah, really young. 17, 18. She was 16 when she was on the show. So, um, <laughs> I mean, like- she's wise beyond her years, okay? <laughs> um, And... Uh, I told her about how I've been following her since her audition on the X Factor and that I'm spreading the word about her mm-hmm. in the US. So uh, I would say something to Miley like what you what you do is special or something. I don't know. <laughs> but just just like let her know I like your I respect your talent and I, I see your talent, girl. Like you're way better than your dad, yo. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. <laughs> how and- much grittier will I go um okay i have a question for you yeah what is your favorite porn to watch what is your go-to when you want to get in and out sure so i cannot i literally cannot do um 
Pornhub. Pornhub. Um, I literally can't. It can be a lot. Um, because it's just like 12 year. It's like 12 year old gets fucked by her stepdad. Like, I can't. I don't know why, but there was like one month out of the year. I'm like, yeah, let's go stepdad. Let's go stepdad, stepmom. I don't know why. Stepbrothers. There's something about all of a sudden I'm like, well, it's not incest because they're not like blood related. <laughs> like all of a sudden I'm like, that is kind of what I want to watch right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or they'll do like. A uh, young girl, and it's like, is she eighteen? Yeah, <laughs> because those her, parts don't look eighteen. Her nipples still point. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. what mine looked like when I was nine. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. So I totally get that. Yeah, no, I seek out. Um, I definitely don't watch straight, um, hetero stuff. I either watch, um, like queer people. Mm-hmm. Um. I did an article for Redbook like a long time ago. It was like research, like um, queer porn. And almost all of it was like pay for porn, which sucks because it was like really good porn. But the thing I noticed the most was how um, sensual is not the right (laughs) word. But there was, what's the word that I want? It was way more... um, It was way more loving. It was like, Mm -hmm. let's watch... Two women that have been together for like 12 years, like that mm-hmm. type of lovemaking, which mm-hmm. I think is really great. Mm-hmm. Um, but while I was researching, I was like, oh, I want something like a little like grittier. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which I could have just been like, I didn't find the right things within like this week or two that this article was due. Mm-hmm. But I do. And this could also just be the patriarchy, but like there's times where you're like, oh, I just want some like rough sex porn. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. and I was like, I feel like I couldn't find it Mm -hmm. with this, like the pay for porn. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, And then I feel like a traitor. I'm like, what, dude? Why am I so confused? Oh my God, the episode's done. Did you love it? Oh, you know what I want to say real quick? Um, I was given the past numbers for. Uh, awkward sex recently by my producer and I was blown away it was way more people than I thought it was going to be which means it's not just my friends listening which is the most humbling thing I've ever seen in my life and I just want to say thank you for listening and sticking around like people listen to multiple episodes at a time or all of them and I'm truly honored and touched that you guys want to listen to me like what oh my god stop it so Feel free to leave a review. I love to hear your thoughts. Feel free to email me at awkwardsexinthecity at gmail.com. I love to hear your stories. I will read them out loud. As long as I'm not like, not okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think you know. You've heard the show. Um, and yeah, like, subscribe, uh, listen to Jen Keith um, at Jen Keith on Instagram and Facebook. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Bye, guys. Bye.